Chapter 24. I was slightly tense. I was walking around the Yorkpool complex, wearing someone else's coat and shoes and glasses. I was carrying a dracon beam. The smart thing to do would have been to head for the nearest exit, but I had to see if the others were okay, which meant searching the entire complex. The Yorkpool itself was a sort of pond, but all around it is a base with warehouses, armories, administration buildings. A motor pool and a cafeteria for each of the major species of controllers. It was always being enlarged. Around the edges were human construction equipment, caterpillar earth movers, and backhoes and dump trucks. But the evil heart of the complex was the yerk pool itself, and the cages where the hosts, human and horkbajir, were kept. Some of them shouted threats and obscenities. Others just sat warily on the ground. They were the creatures whose yerks were in the pool at the moment. There was a nicer area, almost like a beach club, where voluntary hosts hung out. Some humans, a lot of taxons. Both areas were larger and busier than when I'd last been there. There had to be fifty or even a hundred hosts in those cages. Wait a minute, I thought. There are a lot more than a hundred yurks in the pool. Of course, obviously, a lot of them were yurks awaiting fresh hosts. I considered. What would happen if I aimed the dracon beam right at the pool and fired at maximum power? You'd never get the others back. That's what would happen. A pair of horkbajir marched by me. I stiffened, but they had no interest in me. I was just another human controller, as far as they were concerned. Then another pair of horkbajir came by at a run. I followed them with my eyes. There were other horkbajir, all rushing toward the edge of the yerk pool nearest the steel pier where they unloaded the yerks. I drifted after them. I had to look cool, calm, no matter what. I couldn't look out of place. But what I saw there, in the center of a circle of horkbajir, made me want to cry out, "Axe!" He was demorphed, fully andalite, and there were no less than thirty horkbajir warriors around him, all with dracon beams leveled. An andalite can almost always beat one horkbajir, usually two, but not thirty. Axe was trapped. He seemed calm, or maybe just resigned. I looked around for the others. I didn't see them. I reminded myself that they could be in any number of bodies. Probably they were okay. Probably. I hoped he would notice me. It might encourage him. But Axe was facing a sea of angry, triumphant faces. He had a lot to look at. Two big horkbajir stepped forward. And very carefully slapped a metallic rope around his legs and arms. Then, even more carefully, they slid a sort of sheath over Axe's deadly tailblade. Once Axe was helpless, they shoved him rudely on his side and dragged him off through the dirt. An Andalite here, someone said. I glanced toward the voice, a distinguished-looking older woman. Yeah, I said. I wonder if he was alone. She snorted. Andalite scum, always skulking about, passing as some sort of animal or bug with their morphing technology. They caught two others, or at least they think they did, a pair of bats. She grinned. They could just be bats, I suppose, but we'll find out soon. The visitor is coming. She laughed an evil, somewhat frightened laugh. He'll find them out. I tried to mimic her laugh. Oh yes. The visitor will take care of the Andalite scum. I wish I could stay and watch, 
she said. But I have to get back. My host is a judge, and there's an important case I must prepare for. She walked away. I made a mental note of her face in occupation. I also made a note of the fact that she was lying. She didn't want to be anywhere near Visitor 3, which just proved she was smart. The Visitor had a temper, and when the Visitor got mad, heads always rolled. Literally. So, two bats and axe. That left two of us not accounted for. Where would they be keeping the bats? Duh, Rachel. The same place they were dragging axe. I began to follow the drag marks. They led me toward a low, windowless building. There was a sign above the door. It was in lettering I didn't recognize. But there was a feeling about the place. A bad feeling. Should I rush in and try to save Axe and the other two? No, there was no rush yet. Nothing would happen till Visitor 3 arrived. Okay, how about Rachel? Rachel, are you listening? It was Marco. I glanced around. But of course, I couldn't see anything. Marco could be in any kind of morph. Rachel, it's me, Marco. If you can hear me, Jake, Tobias, and Axe have all been taken. I'm trying to contact you and Cassie. Are you there? Can you answer? I could have cried from frustration. In my own human body, I couldn't use ThoughtSpeak. It was a relief to know Marco was still free. No? Well, I hope you're okay. I'll try again later. I had reached the door of the sinister building. Now what? Suddenly, a commotion. A small knot of humans and one hork were coming toward me. Or at least toward the door. I don't know how it got in there, a human voice wailed. I'm telling you, it's a mistake. She was young, no more than 18. She was scared, but helpless in the grip of the hork An older, male human controller shook his head. You can tell it to Visser 3. He'll be here soon. No, the young woman gasped. It's a huge mistake. It's a mistake, all right, the man said. He reached into the backpack the girl was carrying. He lifted out a small Rubbermaid container. He shoved it in the girl's face. What do you call this? It's... it's just cereal. It's something that humans call Raisin Bran. Human bodies need fiber in order to function properly, so... The man cut her off. He opened the Rubbermaid and sniffed it. He held it out for her to see. No raisins. Don't lecture me about humans. I've been in this host body for two years. I know the smell of maple and ginger. Fool. You're as stupid as the humans with their drugs. Never thought I'd see self-respecting yurks lower themselves to behaving like humans. He jerked his head. Take her away. The hork dragged the girl into the building. The older man handed the rubber maid to another human controller. Too many of our people going host-happy. These human hosts can be insidious. Check this in with the contraband locker. They're running out of room over there. They've taken in over 200 human pounds of this stuff. 200 pounds? Well, hello, Opportunity, I whispered. Chapter 25 They kept the oatmeal in more of a shack than a building. It was like one of those tin sheds that people put in their backyards to store rakes and hoses and the lawnmower. However, it was guarded by four very alert, very serious-looking hork The shed was perhaps 50 feet from the edge of the yurk pool itself, and just behind the human cafeteria. 
I took a deep breath. Okay. Marco was free, but I didn't know where. Jake, Tobias, and Axe were all prisoners, probably back in the security building. Cassie was somewhere, and I had no idea where or if she was okay. I had to stifle an urge to cry at the thought of Cassie hurt. Okay, now stick to business, I told myself sharply. You're the only one who can save them. In addition to everything else, I knew Visser 3 was on his way. Jake and Tobias were running short of morphing time, and there were 200 pounds of maple and ginger oatmeal sitting in a shed within 50 feet of the pool. There had to be some way to make it all work. I just had to step back and see the big picture. Somehow. But the truth is, I'm not good at that kind of thing. Jake sees big pictures. So does Cassie, in a different way. Me? I see what's right in front of me. I'm good at taking action. Okay, first of all, whatever you're going to do, do it before Visa 3 gets here. First priority was rescuing my friends. I just needed time to... An alarm! Flashing lights! Hork-Bajir running, running toward the storeroom where I drake on those people. Oh. Okay, that was stupid. I should have realized they'd be found. Now the Yurks would know they hadn't gotten all of us. One more time. It's me, Marco, calling Rachel. Come on, Rachel, you're starting to worry us all now. Where are you? Thump, boom. People rushing all around me, hurrying. A huge taxon slithered past, needle legs flashing, its big red round mouth gasping at the air. What had Marco said? You're starting to worry us all now? Us all? Did that mean he'd contacted the others? Someone grabbed me. What's the matter with you? Get to your action station! There are more Andalite scum among us! The man released me and ran about three feet. Then, he stopped. I could practically see the wheels turning in his head. He turned back to me, his face alive with suspicion. I stepped right up to him so no one would see the flash. I lifted the dracon beam and squeezed the trigger. Ah! The dracon blast was too close. Some of the energy bounced back off the man and stunned me. It was like grabbing a bare electrical wire and jabbing it in my stomach. I clutched my stomach and backed away. Heads turned. Eyes narrowed. He's one of them! I yelled, pointing at the prostrate man. He tried to shoot me with this! I held up the dracon beam as evidence. A crowd rushed forward, hork among them. They encircled the man as I backed away and tried to become invisible. Oh, Rachel! Marco sang in my head. Where are you? Where's that girl who was just here? I heard a voice yell from the midst of the crowd. I turned and walked away. Walk, don't run, I told myself. Well, find her! Rachel! A voice hissed. I swear, I almost wet myself. I reached for the dracon beam. It's just me! Cassie! She was suddenly right there in front of me. Oh man, am I glad to see you! How did you get here? How did you get here? Never mind, I said. I'm in trouble. I am so not surprised, she said. Come on, we have to get away from here. We walked away and I filled her in on what I knew, which wasn't much. 
So what do we do? She asked. I was hoping you'd have some ideas. Well, we better get Jake, Tobias, and Axe first. Yeah, but how? They're surrounded by hork on a high state of alert. Visser 3 is on his way. I saw her glance at the yerk pool. They're almost helpless in their natural state, aren't they? Suddenly, a loudspeaker crackled to life. A blastingly loud message in some language neither of us spoke. And then, to my amazement, the top of the dome began to open up. It was just a circle, and from the filtered quality of the light that came down, I could tell it was the bottom of a tunnel. It must have cut straight through some portion of the bat cave. Floating down on jets of brilliant blue gases came a bugfighter. Three guesses who that is, Cassie muttered. Chapter 26 The bugfighter bearing Visser 3 floated down to a gentle landing not a hundred feet away. I caught a glimpse of him as he stepped out. He looked like an older axe, but even though Visser 3 had infested an Andalite body, there was no mistaking him for a real Andalite. Not once you knew him. There was a darkness you couldn't see, but could definitely feel. A darkness spreading outward from him that caused people to lower their voices, speak in whispers, and try to shrink inside their own skin. Some butt is going to get kicked, I predicted. The Visser's thought-speak roar filled every brain in the yerk pool. Seal every exit! No one move! Not a single twitch! Do you hear me? I have secure troops coming down. Until they check you, no one moves. If any of you see any movement, destroy! Destroy it! Do you understand me? I will not tolerate failure! Two more bugfighters were descending now. Visser 3 was being careful. He knew we could be anyone. He knew we could even theoretically be in hork morph, or taxon morph. He'd brought fresh hork down from his bladeship to begin checking us, one by one. We're toast, Cassie said, barely moving her lips. We were alongside the building used to feed human controllers. We were partly blocked from view, and almost everyone in the place was staring straight ahead at Visser 3. Still, there were two human controllers and a taxon behind us, and they would see us if we moved. Into the cafeteria here. I whispered. Combat mode. Get ready. Get ready for... Where did you get that? Cassie had seen my dracon beam as I drew it. I spun to face the taxon. He moved! It's an andalite! I screamed. I squeezed the trigger. Down went the taxon like a sack of pudding. Down went the first human controller. Down went the second. We were clear. For about three seconds. I ducked into the cafeteria and was already starting to morph. The building was empty. Everyone was outside, gaping in fear at their leader. Who's firing over there? The visser bellowed. I said freeze! Cassie and I banged through folding chairs and slammed around tables loaded with interrupted meals. Back there! I yelled, pointing to a door. I inked it open. A food pantry. And there, sitting calmly atop a crate of canned minestrone and enjoying a banana, sat a gorilla. Marco? No, some other gorilla, he said. I've been trying to contact you two for- Some other time, I yelled. Hold this, I'm morphing. I tossed him the dracon beam. Cool! Visser 3 is here. 
Jake, Tobias, and Axe are surrounded by hork and there were 200 pounds of oatmeal in a shed. The gorilla blinked. You have some brilliant yet probably suicidal idea, Sina? No. What are you morphing? Grizzly bear. It's butt-kicking time. No, wait, Cassie said. The stupid oatmeal. That's the key. If that was in the pool, they'd all go nuts. At least it would be a huge distraction. We'd have to get out the front door of this place, around the building, back to the shed where they store it. A long way. Marco nodded like a wise gorilla. Doesn't that mean it's right back here? He pointed through the wall. I smiled. Come to think of it, it would be a lot shorter trip if we went through the wall. Through the wall, then through two hork guarding the oatmeal. Then what? Cassie asked. Then, I began. I sighed. I don't know. Good plan, Marco said. Let's, I began. Marco held up one massive leathery paw. No, no, my turn, he said. All right, let's do it. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs Auditory Experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel. I do not have uh, too much to say here. We'll just do the standard, you know, and the show notes. If you're using Apple Podcasts and you feel so inclined, leave me a rating review. Sure would appreciate those. I guess they help uh, increase the visibility of this podcast or something. I also just like hearing how I'm doing. Uh, if you don't want to give me a review, but you still want to write in to me, you can do that at audiomorphscast.tumblr.com or audiomorphscast at gmail.com. Uh, also, be sure to check out my website, theapocalypse.com. That's the apocalypse. It's like apocalypse, but with a D in the middle. Uh, it makes a very silly pun. So I have uh, all the things I do on there. Be sure to check that out. Other than that, uh, I hope you enjoyed this week. Uh, we're almost done with this book. See you all next week. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight.